This episode, we are talking about all of the MCU movies and shows that were previously announced. In talking about these upcoming projects, we will reference the previous movies and shows that they are spinning out of, with full spoilers. So if you're not all caught up on the MCU, you have been warned. Welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano. And if you've paid attention to the show, you noticed about, about last year, I believe, or two years ago, uh, at I think it was the D23 convention, Disney announced a whole bunch. No, no, I think it was their stockholder meeting. They announced a whole bunch of stuff coming up for Marvel Studios. And John Wilson and I were very excited about that. So we decided to do a special episode on it. And then at the end of the next year, I was like, hey, let's do a follow-up and just talk about, you know, at least some of the shows and movies that came out since and what we thought about them. Well, San Diego Comic-Con just ended recently, and once again, they announced a whole bunch of stuff coming out. And again, John and I were kind of like, ooh. So that's my long way of saying John's back. Hey, John. Oh. Are, are we talking about Marvel this time? I'm, I'm really confused. Okay. MCU, got it. So I'm just going to put away the Black Adam and Shazam trailers. All right, I've got, okay, got it. Quantumania, ready to go. Yes. <laughs> so, wow, they, they just threw everything out there today, this, this con, didn't they? And the crazy thing is today, Kevin Feige said, yeah, we're going to have more coming out at D23 this year. We didn't want to bring everything on San Diego. So this is, um, it's a lot of plans. And the thing is, I am not one of those who likes to do Marvel versus DC and compare and slag off and everything, but you know, whenever Marvel makes announcements for planned projects, you can pretty much bet that they're going. Yeah. Not so much the case with DC, but it has been the case with Marvel. And the only thing that I think that they announced that ended up not being what they said was Inhumans. Hmm. That was going to be a film around the Captain Marvel time between the two last Avengers films, and instead it was a TV, TV show. show a bit earlier. Yeah, yeah, I think the difference is there is a person in charge. And it seems like, from what I've seen and what I've read about like the corporate thing there, is like Warner Brothers is kind of all different things, different projects, different people in charge. So it doesn't seem like there is, you know, we have Kevin Feige here, so Kevin's like, okay, this is everything that's great. We have it all our ducks in a row, because there's like one person there, as opposed to let's do this, sure! All right, what are they doing? I have no idea. Nor do I care. Right. You know? So we, we the Warner Brother thing, unfortunately. So we have a lot of really exciting Yes. Coming down the pike, and I, I'm very eager to get to them. So how do you want to do this? Why don't you go through the chronological list of what's coming out? Yeah, starting with the next. I mean, we know She-Hulk is coming out. 
in a couple weeks. Yeah, as we record this, it's like right around the corner. Yeah, I mean, as when this is coming out, this episode should be out like three days before She-Hulk starts, if I do it right. All right. This episode should be out August 14th, and She-Hulk starts on the 17th. And I'm excited for that. That actress is phenomenal. Um, I know from Orphan Black, where she played very different multiple versions of clones of the same person, but with entirely different cultures and backgrounds and languages and accents and looks. And it was phenomenal. They were all the same actress. Mm. So her her acting chops are second to none. And now she's going to be She-Hulk. And she's going to spend a lot of time, you know, behind a CGI filter. Yes. But still looking forward to it. But it looks like they're also going to be having her still be her plenty. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's fine. And plus we're actually getting, which is cool because it's not, we can't do a Hulk movie because of the rights issue. And I'm guessing that means the same reason why we can't do a Hulk TV show. But since they can do She-Hulk, the Hulk is in it. Like right. every episode, apparently. So, you know, we're going to get a lot of Hulk stuff too. Probably more Hulk stuff than we got in all the movies so far. Because he's going to be like the main secondary character or main supporting character that's what i was looking for yeah i've seen as i'm in the trailer i'm not sure i haven't heard a whole lot of deals about how much of a role he's playing in the show but um but yeah and it's gonna wrap up phase four phase four has been kind of weird um i i I will confess that it's felt a little disjointed. It's felt like just a whole bunch of random stuff that doesn't seem related. Um, but that's not a complaint so much as that's just where we've been. I'm hoping that we'll have a bit we'll have a bit more of a feeling of momentum as we go through phase five. Well, I'm thinking phase four because I mean, actually, phase four still has two more things. It has uh, Wakanda Forever and the Guardians Holiday Special. And I'm thinking. Okay. Phase four is similar to one, except one we knew, we found out early on that Avengers was ending phase one. But phase four kind of feels like one in the fact that it's kind of setting up a whole bunch of new characters. It is that. I forgot about Wakanda Forever. For some reason, I was limited with phase five. And I have not heard anything about the Guardians holiday special. Is that still happening? Uh, Everything I'm showing says yes. Okay. As far as I know, that was listed. Still, it's coming um, out December 2022. The quotes I was hearing coming out of San Diego were saying that She-Hulk and Wakanda Forever were wrapping up Phase 4. I did not hear any repeated mentions of the Guardians Holiday Special in any of the San Diego quotes. Oh, let me look it up real quick. Oh, I mean, what I'm showing about it still shows... No, I'm not, yeah. not discounting it. I just haven't heard anything new about it. So I'm surprised that like they didn't reiterate it at the um at the Comic Con. Yeah, I'm still just showing that it's still set up for, as far as I know, coming this year. And James Gunn was talking about it in January of this year. Uh the fact that there's a third film and a holiday special. So um and there were photos released in April. Yeah, filming wrapped in the yeah, end of Yeah, okay, so they wrapped filming. So yeah, it's it's definitely real. I'm yep. just surprised that in all of the stuff coming out of San Diego, there wasn't, don't forget, holiday special. 
Well, maybe there's some. I mean, it's possible there. Depending on when that D twenty three is, it's, if it's December, if it's before the holiday special will come out, especially if there's going to be some kind of special guest star or character introduced or whatever, they might want to make that as like the big splash then because that's something they can tell people about to be excited about for right away. Maybe. I mean, that's just my conjecture. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's because yeah. I mean, think about Phase Four. Like looking at the Phase Four things. I mean, WandaVision doesn't really introduce anyone new, although I guess it brings back, potentially brings back the Vision. Falcon Winter Soldier or Captain America Winter Soldier sets up Anthony Mackie as the Falcon. Loki does the whole change of Loki's situation. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi, Eternals, they're introduced. We have the new Hawkeye. We have Moon Knight. Ms. Marvel. She-Hulk. However, things are going to happen with whoever in Wakanda forever, who's going to be, you know, I don't know what's going to happen specifically by the end, so I can't conjecture, you know, but I mean, it looks like we might have a new Black Panther. So it seems like yeah. phase four is a lot of reset, you know, with a couple sequels like Thor and Doctor Strange reset, you know, setting up new characters. The trailer definitely showed somebody in a Panther costume. Yeah, we got a we got a claw snicked. Um, yep. Who that is, we do not know. But, I mean, considering how many of the act- people are gone, you know, are not coming back, you know, might not be coming back. I mean, we don't have Cap, Iron Man. Can't say how much longer we have Thor for. Black Widow's out. So we need to set up some new characters. All so right. that's the end of this year in Phase 4. Anything else on that, or should we move to Phase 5? Um, Just that the Wakanda Forever trailer was an emotional experience. Yes. Um, you know, there are a lot of people watching that and posting about how they were just like in tears. And it's it's pretty intense the way it's presented. Um, I would suspect that the movie is not going to spend the entire time or even a whole lot of time mourning the passing of T'Challa. But I think that presenting that as the trailer presenting that as our the audience's first interaction with this film was definitely the right choice chadwick boseman is gone t'challa is gone it's not just sad for the real world the mcu itself is also affected oh i actually i think his death will be over the whole movie because it's gonna i mean who is now in charge of wakanda and who is the black panther and will that be the same person Mm-hmm. And I almost forgot, but looking at IMDb real quick, forgot we have two new characters being introduced. Oh shoot, that's right. We have Riri Williams, who is getting the, which we will be talking about more in I think Phase Five for Ironheart, uh-huh. and uh, Namor. Namor getting friggin' Namor, which is crazy that Namor and Black Panther, who both got their start in the Fantastic Four. Well, Namor didn't get a start, start, Fantastic Four. We know what I mean. Restart. Um, They're both coming together in the same film. That's pretty great. And we only got a glimpse of Namor's design, but I rather liked it. It was very oceanic. Uh, It was certainly more creative and interesting. They had a pair of green shorts. He still looked like he was wearing green shorts and had wings and looked built like hell and ready to beat the crap out of everybody. That's Namor. (laughs) But someone put this online, and it's true. And they do have some unannounced projects for Phase 6. And part of me is like, oh, Defenders, Defenders, Defenders. And I know we had a Defenders TV show. And yeah, the Defenders is 
traditionally a non-team, so anyone could be the defenders. But you know what defenders I'm talking about. Uh, Namor and Doctor Strange and Hulk and Silver Surfer. Or at the very least the three, because we already have those three there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if we want to expand a little bit, we do have a Valkyrie. We do have a Valkyrie. And if they want to bring in, and I mean, we'll touch on this a bit more, but if they do want to bring in other Netflix shows, we technically have a Hellcat. <laughs> We're going to have to come back to the whole Netflix show thing. We get to oh, we will the conversation. Be. Yeah, um, but I'm just but saying yeah. it's it's possible. I mean, they already have several characters they can have, you know. They don't need to have Silver Surfer introduced. I mean, it'd be cool, but it's not like, like while he was there early, it's not like he's there fully right away and there for that. Long. Yeah, that classic Defenders team doesn't even really exist as that team in very many issues. So it's fine if they play it up a little bit. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind. I'm fine with the other ones. Like, that's fine. That's enough for me. You know what? You give me those five, I'd be thrilled. That would be and awesome. And we really don't know anything about the Guardians Christmas or holiday special, except that the Guardians, they left Endgame to go buddy around with Thor, and they got out of Dodge five Thor films. So um, it'll be curious to see what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're gonna, maybe James Gunn is doing, his, doing a version of, like, those Christmas specials from the 80s, like when He-Man learned what Christmas was or something. Oh, I got Star Wars holiday special vibes as soon as they announced this. It's like <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is a very ragtag Millennium Falcon kind of feel. Um, like if Han Solo were in a comedy and not a space opera, it would feel a lot like Guardians, I'm sure. So are we going to have Groot going home in 10, 20 minutes of people just saying I am Groot to each other? <laughs> and then like Grandpa Groot watches softcore on a, on a holivisor. <laughs> oh god he might he uh, might not let, let, let's let's not will that into the universe shall we <laughs> <laughs> no but they're plant trees so like his softcore form would just be like a nature film of like you know seeds budding <laughs> that's all it would be it's like something with david attenborough narrating it <laughs> Rose Tyler's like, you two go in, pollinate. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> oh. excited for 2016. In fact, I think we should record a promo about all the changes to the Fire & Water Podcast Network happening this year. What do you think, Rob? That's a great idea. We can mention the new folks joining the network and all the shows. I can talk about how we'll continue with our Aquaman and Firestorm show, and I want to be sure to plug my movie show, The Film & Water Podcast. What about you, Ryan? Oh, I think we should definitely record a promo. I'll mention how the Secret Origins Podcast is joining the Fire & Water Network, and then I'll introduce my newly relaunched shows, Give Me Those Star Wars and Power of Fishnets, the Black Canary and Zatanna podcast. Sound good to you, Chris? Absolutely. I'll mention the show I record with my lovely wife, Cindy, Supermates, the husband and wife geek cast. We should probably also mention the Power Records podcast Rob and I do, too. 
What about you, Siskoid? Well, sure. I can talk about my ensemble show, The Lonely Hearts Romance Comics Podcast, and my new upcoming shows about the DC Comics crossover event, Invasion, and yes, Oh Hot Moo. Shag, you think we should mention Hero Points, the most occasional DC Heroes role-playing podcast? Sure, why not? And I can talk about Who's Who, the definitive podcast of the DC Universe, and mention my new upcoming show, Justice League International, Wahaha podcast. Now, Here's what I'm thinking. When we record, I'm fine being the first person talking. I can explain all the changes to the Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Why do you get to start the promo? I'm just as much of a part of this as you are. It was my idea to create the Fire and Water podcast back in 2011. I should start off this promo. I kind of think it should be one of the new voices who kick off the promo. It'll shock the listener into attention if it's not Rob or Shag. Cindy and I make up two people in the network. Plus, you know, ladies first. So we should be the first people talking on the promo. Ben voyons donc. You have what? got uh, what? Enough! Stop it. You're like boys with toys. Let's just make this simple. We can tell the folks at home the Fire and Water Podcast Network is growing in 2016. Several new shows are joining the network. We'll have a new dedicated website, a Twitter account, and Facebook page. And folks will be able to subscribe to each individual show or all of them. See, now was that so hard? Fire and Water Podcast Network. Available soon through iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and fireandwaterpodcast.com. Seriously, Shag, you had to get the last word, didn't you? Okay, so, phase five? Yeah, yeah we're, we're up to nightmare phase at the end of phase four. <laughs> yeah. So, phase five, which basically is all of 2023 and 24. And we got, let's see, it looks like here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, eleven, tw- like twelve or thirteen things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we almost—I almost forgot though. Real quick in phase four, because it's coming out before the show even set does the first set of shorts, the I am Groot shorts, which you know is part of it. I but am it's, Groot shorts. Hmm? I've not heard of these. Oh yeah, there are going to be some shorts coming on Disney Plus on the tenth. It's just like little animated, you know, baby Groot running around doing things. Shorts. Okay, sweet. I kind of had the feeling, I, I'm kind of guessing it's going to be like, did you ever watch those shorts they had on there that were based on, that have the dog from Up? No, I didn't know that existed oh. either. Oh, yeah, he has a whole, it's his, whatever the dog's name is, I forget, but it's like, it's just some shorts about him with his, you know, in the backyard with the old man and like chasing, you know, chasing a squirrel and things like that. Okay. Nothing important, nothing earth shattering, just, you know. The dog being cute and doing dogs doing stuff. Right, right. And I have a feeling that's what the Groot thing will be. But it'll uh, be fun. Those are August 10th. I will definitely be watching yeah. those. Yeah. So, Phase 5, starting in February 2023, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Quantumania. We got confirmed Kang involvement. Mm-hmm. And apparently not just like a minor thing, like Anna's showed up for three minutes in the guardians of the galaxy film. This is going to be a, you know, he's a plagiar player in the film. Um, they've yep. recast Cassie Lang. Yes. Catherine Newton. Right. Who I know from as, um, from supernatural. Okay. As Castiel's daughter. Okay. So I was like, Oh, I is know that who Catherine that is. With a K or a C? Castiel with a C. No, Catherine. I see her here. Oh, Catherine with a K. Sorry. Um, it's okay. 
I just look it up to see if I know anything that she's been in. Um, I don't recognize her face off the bat. Oh, she was in Detective Pikachu. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw I saw she was in that. I just haven't seen that, but I actually was kind of amu- interesting interested in that. If you like Pokemon at all, it is a it is a very fun little film. Um, that's her name, Claire. That's who she played on Supernatural, Claire Novak. Yes. Which drive me nuts. It drive me. It drive me nuts. Not remembering. <laughs> And she's getting a costume. Now, as soon as they said Cassie Lang, like way back in the first Ant-Man, I have been looking forward to stature. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing stature. They're doing stature, which is fine, I guess. But I want a giant Cassie Lang. Well, I mean, hey, it's not outside the realm of possibility for these Ant-Man family characters to take on different names at different points and be either be shrinky or growy. Oh, yeah, she could totally grow. They could even make a, a joke line about, you know, look at the stature of that girl, you know, so like, so even though they, they're giving her one code name, they could definitely play into her giantness. And from what I'm reading, it is confirmed that everyone is coming back. Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Benjamin Lilly. And Bill Murray. Oh, I didn't see that, that part. Yeah, he's his, who he plays has not been revealed, but Bill Murray is going to be in this. Oh, um, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's resuming his Johnny Storm role from the seventies. Um, <laughs> he was on the Fantastic Four radio show. Yes, but uh, oh, you're right, Bill Murray. Holy crap! Yeah, his quote is like, "Now I know what it's like to do a Marvel movie, which is an experience I probably don't need to have again." Okay, uh, where did you see Bill Murray? Were you looking on like IMDb? Comicbook.com. Okay, see, I'm looking at IMDb, and I see somebody listed as Nomad. Bill so that's Murray listed as Nomad? No, no, somebody else listed as Nomad. I don't recognize like his name. The, was his name? Was it Jack Morris? Was that his name? Uh, Jack Monroe. Monroe. That so, would be really bizarre to have that character. Yeah. I mean, there have been well, other Nomads, I guess, but... Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm not sure who else is Nomad besides Steve Rogers. True. Paul Fairley. Huh. Again, I'm not seeing anything that I recognize. I see him like a police officer in The Flash. Doesn't really have a lot of stuff listed here. Nomad alien? No. I mean, maybe he's, I mean, it's supposed to be, uh, from what I read, that they're going to be exploring the quantum realm. So maybe he's a, they're calling him like he's a nomad of the realm. You know, he might not oh, be playing true. the nomad character. But we'll see. We will see. Uh, we also have a new Disney Plus show for spring next year, Secret Invasion. Yes. Now, this is like the biggest scroll story in comics in the last, maybe in ever but certainly in the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that they're using that here is great. And they've, they've already used the scrolls lightly, I guess, most notably in the Captain Marvel film. Yes. But um, what exactly this is going to look like is very intriguing. Are they going to do heroes getting replaced or are they just using the name and do something very different, which yeah. they've done before. Uh, well, I mean, I am seeing at least in one episode each, I don't know, the same episode, not, but different episodes. Martin Freeman will be there as an, in one episode as Everett Ross, and Don Cheadle is going to be in as an episode as James Rhodes. Does that mean, you know, 
the characters themselves? We're going to find out scrolls are impersonating them. Who knows? Hmm. I was now, of course, these IMD casts don't always get fully released. So who knows who else is in there? I mean, I do see Amelia Clark and Olivia Coleman. Oh, that's not her. That's not who I was thinking of. When I said Olivia Coleman, I was thinking of what's her name? Oh, that's Jenna Coleman from Doctor Who. Right. But this will be a way, even if they don't want to integrate the full show into it, if they wanted to bring in any of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters. True. And do you see Sam Jackson on that list? Oh, yeah, Sam Jackson's listed, as well as Colby Smolders as Maria Hill. Right, so we've got S.H.I.E.L.D., we've got, of course, Nick Fury and that Skrull guy, Talos. They met back in Captain Marvel, so they've known each other for a long time. Yes. And as far as we have seen, Nick Fury is still chilling on Skrull Island with the Skrulls. So I guess this is going to be his return to Earth or whatever. Yeah, so we'll find out. But I am definitely intrigued by that one. And that's going to be this uh, this spring. Yep, that's what I'm showing. Begin streaming on Disney Plus in spring 2023. They just don't have a date for it yet. And then more Guardians in May. Yes, Guardians 3, May 5th. Is, um, what's her face? Uh, blinking on the actress's name, but she played Gamora. Oh, Zoe Saldana. Is she... Con- yeah, is she confirmed to be involved? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm seeing all the characters, and of course, a reason I'm very excited, the return of Sylvester Stallone as Starhawk. Oh! Nice! Oh, yeah, and oh, um, also some guy named Will Poulter playing Adam War... Warlock? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Yeah, I've never heard of that guy. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Adam Warlock, finally. We've only been waiting for this since what? Thanos. <laughs> well, for me, since that, I saw Thanos. True, true. But like they teased, was it the second Thor film where they teased? No, the second Guardians when she says, I will name him Adam. No, I'm thinking of the collectors. Oh, you're stuff. right. The second, Thor, you're right. The second, the the Thor movie. Yes, when they bring in the uh, the when you find out the Aether, whatever that stuff was called from the Thor to Dark the World, is the Infinity Stone. Right. They go to see the collector at the end of Thor: The Dark World, and we thought there was a Adam Warlock cocoon in that scene, and we thought we saw it again in Guardians of the Galaxy when they go to the same place. Turns out that was a bit of a red herring or a fan misread. But Guardians of the Galaxy 2 definitely brought Adam Warlock as a concept. Well, and we also have somebody in, uh, I don't know, I, might, I don't want to butcher his name. Uh, did you watch Peacemaker? I've seen like half of it. He played a character named Clemson. Okay. I don't know who that is. I've watched Peacemaker yet. He will be playing a character who was very important in the first Adam Warlock eight issues of the Adam Warlock series, he might have even made a world that Adam Warlock was on. The High Evolutionary? Yep. Is going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy? Three, yeah. I don't see that on MDiv. Where are you seeing that? Uh, right. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm looking. He is listed right under. Oh, I'm on top cast, not full cast. Go to full cast, scroll down. You'll see Mantis, Sylvester Stallone, Aisha, Sean Gunn. 
Danella McKellier, and then him as a high evolutionary. I'm also reading a report about the Marvel releases and, mm-hmm. you know, but like what they did at San Diego, where he made a surprise announcement on there, revealing to the audience in costume, no less, that he would be playing high evolutionary. Although it does not look. I like did see that. I didn't. Pre- it, sorry, go on. I didn't read further to tell if that was like a fan dressed up at the panel or if that was actually him on stage wearing the the outfit. That's him. But yeah, I did him as the High Evolutionary. And if you're looking at MDIB, do you see who's listed under him? Maria Bakalova as Cosmo the Space Dog? Yes, Cosmo's back! And I'm going to go with Chikuri Iwuji on the uh, the High Evolutionary. I will take that for now. And Star Kid? Is that a name I should know? I have no idea. Is she a daughter of Star Lord? I mean, I also the the person mm. above her is listed as Behemoth. I mean, I don't know that the only Behemoth I can think of right now is what Doctor Strange called the Hulk all the time in Defenders. Quiet Behemoth, right? So you know, I I don't know. It's a There's big no way to know. world. It's a big it's a big galaxy. There could be a Star Kid and a Star Lord that have no relation to each other. True. I mean, True. I've heard it might be on just on this planet. There might be more than one John. There are Star Trek and Star Wars and Star Search and Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. So, you know. But, yeah, I am really looking forward to Guardians 3. That's going to be exciting. So that's next May. I, I wonder if we're going to get Stallone saying he's the one who knows. Mm. <laughs> I like that. It seems like that doesn't really fit in with the tone of the character from the previous film, but I definitely wouldn't mind it. At least I mean, one. we also didn't get that much of right. him, so who knows? You know, it's possible, I think. But we'll see. And then it's going to be a summer of TV shows. Yeah. Uh, Echo. Echo. Continue, you know, so spitting out of uh, the Hawkeye ship, Hawkeye series. I don't know much about her. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, know much name. about Maya. I mean, the most I'm I remember sorry, with her. Everything you say because it's called Echo. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, the most I read with her was those early issues of New Avengers when she was a member, like before Secret Invasion. So I really wasn't reading Daredevil or anything else that she appeared in. So I don't know much about her. So I did read her Daredevil stuff. Um, that was during the Bendis run. It might've been the Brubaker run, but I'm pretty sure it's the Bendis run. Cause I read those back to back and don't really distinguish them in my head. Um, but I mean, she's a really cool character concept and they gave her so much pathos and development in Hawkeye that I love that she's getting her own her own show yeah so they'll expand on her a bit obviously there so we'll learn more about her then also we got loki season two which my understanding is this could also be called loki season 1b because yeah. it had cut off way through its intended plan because of covid but i think there's enough of a break in between that it's season two <laughs> season two is fair to call it now at this point yeah yeah so that will be fun because that did more multiversal stuff. And it really felt like Marvel was like hanging that like the multiverse is fracturing thing out there a lot during phase four. So how Loki come back, I think is going to play with that. Yeah. And we're also getting Ironheart. So yes. Back so that's Riri. Riri. She's getting. And I actually have not read a single comic book about her. I just know, you know, the 
character concept, and I've seen some covers, and, and I heard all the racists. Yeah. Well, I've read a few issues of, I know there were some Champions issues that crossed over with, like, either with Infinity Countdown. So I covered them when I was doing the Infinity Countdown coverage on the show. But, I mean, she was all, it was also a crossover and, you know, technically and, you know, part of a team. So it wasn't like I got a lot of her specifically. There was a bunch of other characters there, too. But she was cool. I'm curious. And I thought I remember hearing that, like, I think when she first appeared and he wasn't, Tony Stark wasn't able to be Iron Man at the time, that, like, the he his voice was the voice for her AI. So that'd be kind of cool if, like, they do that. Some Tony Stark ADS, uh, uh, what's his name, Robert? Robert Downey Jr., Downey yeah, Jr. voiceover. ADR. Yeah, that could be cool. That would be cool. So, and of course, she, uh, have, the picture oh, I see her, uh, of her with the hammer from the trailer banging out some armor or whatever is giving me, um, Matt Irons vibes from Super. Oh, yes. I mean, obviously, it's, it's visual similarity, it's just, you know. Yeah, and also similarities to the original Iron Man trailer when he's banging out the armor with the hammer. Oh, yeah, which I just watched that recently. He's like, dude, with one arm. Yeah. Because his other arm's holding the battery. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, I'm curious about that. I'm interested to see that one. And And also next summer, we have the Marvels. Yes. Yes, with, we'll have. Brie Larson is as Carol Danvers and Amon Vanelli, v- Vanelli, who's playing Ms. Marvel, and Tionya Paris, who's already played Monica Rambeau. Yes, who has finally got superpowers as a result of WandaVision. Yep. So they're going to all marvel it up. And then Zaw or Zoe Ashton as a nefarious villain, but we don't know who yet. All right, this is weird. I just looked real quick at Ironheart, and I don't really recognize anybody. They're all young, so like, there's a good chance they're all on shows I've never watched. But there are two different people mm-hmm. listed as Riri Williams. Huh. Maybe different ages? Uh, well, one is one looks like a dude. On oh, it's the guy who it's the person who played Han Solo in Solo: A Star Wars Story. Okay, Alden Ehrenreich. Yes. He's playing a character yeah, named Riri Williams. That's I mean, got to be I, a typo. Maybe. I mean, to be fair, I don't know enough about that kind of name. Is it, the, is it a name that could be used to refer to any gender? Like, that could, that's kind of like, you know, not, you know, could go to any gender? I mean. I mean, just like, let's like think of like poss- the Flash. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, like, think of like the Flash comic. There are two Wally West right now. But they're, it's just that they're related. They're cousins. It's my cousin, I'm Wally. My cousin's named Wally. I mean, half most of my family's Italian. We got several Vinnies. We got Vinnies running all over. Is it possible that Riri could, like, yeah, this is my daughter, Riri. This is our son, Riri. Ah, it's a family name. I'm looking at different um, articles. Some people are speculating that he's the villain in the show. Um, the most dangerous Iron Man villain ever. I'm trying to scroll through this. But it's not being friendly. They don't just come out and say. But I, I honestly, I, I think that's a typo. I think that that would be a lot of a lot of concepts. The things you're describing developed over a lot of time, um, and 
you know, continuity shenanigans and then just making all the continuities work and characters work together to have two different characters with the exact same name in the show. I think that's a typo on, on the internet movie database and every other article that I'm seeing is not reaffirming it. Yeah. All right. Well, I looked real quick. I didn't want to do too much on it, but I looked real quick on like the Marvel database to look up Ironheart because I'm looking at relatives to see if there's like, you know, another person with that name listed as like a cousin, relative, whatever, but no, not listed. So and maybe it's just a typo. I don't know. You know what? I'm actually, it has to be very curious now. I'm really interested. Oh. So this, the article I was looking at the speculation is that he is Zeke Stain. That's a possibility. He's Obadiah Stain's son, I believe, who um, during the sort of relaunch that Iron Man had in the comics around the time of his first movie with the Invincible Iron Man series, Zeke Stain was the big bad of that. And he's a, he's a dangerous dude. Okay, well, real quick, and then we'll get off the name thing because that's not that important. But I'm looking at that world database. So early life for R- R- Ironheart, Riri Williams. Riri Williams is born shortly after the death of her father, Riri Williams Sr. Okay. I mean, maybe he's her father and, you know, it's anything with him as a flashback to when she goes. I mean, he's young. I mean, he looks like her age but or not too much older than her. But, I mean, if he died when she was, like, shortly after being born, he could only be 25. Anything's possible. All right. Anyway, back to the Marvels. But yeah, this article says that he's probably the villain of the thing. That, that's um, also possible. I mean, we'll find out more when we get more, you know, closer to that. Obviously, Captain Marvel is one of the films that I've only seen once. Like a lot of the later Marvel stuff, I haven't rewatched. So I probably should rewatch Captain Marvel before this comes out. Yeah, same here. I do want to. It's one I need to watch. We watch that as well as like Eternals and one or two other ones. I just haven't. There's not as much time now, and there's more of these movies out. So there's a lot more things competing. It was a lot easier when there's just like four of them out. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'll rewatch Iron Man again. Because, you know, all I have is Iron Man and Iron Man 2. And now there's like a plethora of movies to watch Iron Man in. I mean, you could watch, you want, you could be in Iron Man mood. I'm like, okay, let's put on Captain America Civil War. A plethora of películas. So after the Marvels in July, we have... Do you want to do the movie or the TV show that's coming out that winter time? Uh, let's do the movie because I think that's that's set for November, so that probably will be out before the show. Maharshala Ali is finally going to be Blade. They've been talking about this for a long time, and it's really happening. And I had never seen any of the Blade films whenever they came out. That like early nineties. Oh, Marvel with, comics, uh, films. Yeah, before, you know, before the Marvel Cinematic Universe started. So I never saw them then. I did watch all three in very short order for a, a Make Ours Marvel special. Um, and I've only occasionally read his comics, so I'm really not that versed in Blade. But I do really like Mahershala Ali, and, and um, really looking forward to seeing some vampires in Marvel, I think that's going to be a great little twist. Yeah, that should be that should be interesting. He was in, uh, right? He's in um, Luke Cage. Yeah, he played Cottonmouth. Yes. So okay, I liked him. That's cool. I'm curious. I mean, I'm wondering if we're going to get Black Knight, if we're going to get Dane Whitman in this one, if that's going to like continue on from his appearance, you know, talking to him at the end of Eternals. 
Oh, that's right. It would it would it would almost seem like absolutely necessary, right? Like why else would you have Blade showing up in Eternals? Yeah. To talk I mean, to the Black Knight if he wasn't gonna go over to the Blade film. Yeah, I mean there's really no one listed in the cast. There's three people listed, so unless it's a three person movie and that's it. You know, he's not you know, the guy who played uh Black Knight is not listed in there yet, but it doesn't mean he won't be. Right. But yeah, I'm curious about Blade. I like Blade. I mean, I haven't read that much Blade. Most of the Blade I've read was in reading the old Tomb of Dracula series. And they're going to start filming in October, which is probably when we'll start seeing a lot more like yes. actual cast announcements. And then, of course, we have the other show now coming out at the end of uh, next year, which is Definitely interesting, because it's definitely a character... I mean, everyone else, even if they're minor ones, are characters who've had their own series. But Agatha has not had a series. I mean, she's been a very... She's been a pretty minor supporting character, for the most part. Yeah, I'm... Okay. This has me really intrigued. And what I'm guessing is it's going to be a surprise vehicle for a lot of the, like magical occult elements of the Marvel universe coming into play and just using Agatha's character as like the vehicle to make that happen. But yeah. um, we know very little about it. Just it was Agatha all along and now she has her own show. I would expect that her being like the runaway hit star of that show is the main re- I don't think that this was in their plans until after that happened. No, I, I would agree. And then they adapted and went, okay, you know what? This is big. We can do some, let's do something with it. And then um, and Daredevil then, Born yes. Again. Yes, it's spring 2024, Daredevil Born Again, an 18-episode season. 18 episodes. Starling Charlie Cox, the so he's back. Lot. And we'll see. Because, I mean, we've all, I mean, we don't know yet from his appearance. I mean, we know Matt Murdock exists because he was in Spider-Man. He was in Spider-Man, and he's going to show up at least somewhat in... um, She-Hulk? That's what it looks like. In She-Hulk, yeah. I mean, unless they're swerving us, and it's Demolition Man. (laughs) His costume looks like Daredevil's original Yes, yes it does. Um, But he apparently is going to be in She-Hulk to some extent, which makes total sense, because Matt Murdock's a lawyer, Jennifer Walters is a lawyer, so the, the fact that their roles would intersect. My big... Question is how much are they going to either acknowledge or contradict the previous Netflix series? Because mm-hmm. in my opinion, all the TV stuff they did before WandaVision, that still counts until they say it doesn't. I agree. That's the way I think of all those spinoff things are. They still count until the main thing says they don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, then they don't. That's just how it works. The, you know, and even though they're also they're all TV shows or movies, it's you know the Marvel Studios stuff is the stuff that ca- that's the main as far as that that continuity is concerned. So, right. Well, I mean, because we already had the Kingpin as well show up in, in Hawkeye. Right. That and, was cool. Yeah, and nothing in that contradicts or confirms anything of them before. Right. But so, yeah, I would I would love to see any of those old characters from any of the Marvel shows. I mean, if the Runaways or Cloak and Dagger showed up as like you know 
supporting characters and something, I would be over the moon. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'm just checking as we're talking just to see if anything's listed. But yeah, Agatha, for instance, only lists one episode even. It just says one episode. And the only person listed as a, a character acting in it is Agatha herself, Catherine Hunt. And Daredevil just says it's 18 episodes on IMDb. It doesn't even list any doesn't even list actors. Doesn't even list Charlie mm-hmm. Cox or Vincent D'Onofrio. So no idea about who else could be in them. I'm sure we'll find out more as we go forward. Because at this point, these are just announcements. They're being written. They're being all the pre-production is all in place. Uh, these are these are a long way away from being actual actual shows. Yeah, the only thing they probably have set up is how they want them to connect if they are. Mm-hmm. Other developed. than that, yeah. They've done the plotting. They've done the basic plotting. They have not done the actual scripting. If we're going to go back to you comics, since that's where right. it starts. And then we have two more movies to finish off Phase 5. The uh, summer films of 2024, Captain America New World Order. Yup. So he's getting involved at the NWO, so he's going to be wrestling, I guess. Yep. Captain America the Wrestler. And this is, of course, Sam Wilson under the mask, uh, as he should be. And Julius Ona is directing, and that is all we know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we don't even know if Bucky's going to be back. We don't. I would love to see him, and I I feel like it's almost a, a, a... you know, given that he's going to be there, but we have not heard that confirmed. I really hope he is. I really that was want such a great be, duo. Yeah, I really want him to be his partner there. And then there's the other movie that's mm. listed, but I don't even, I mean, of course, IMDb has nothing listed for it. Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. So now we do have a Zemo in MCU. Yeah. So Zemo could be back and he could be doing stuff. Now there is a little bit of concept overlap between Thunderbolts and Suicide Squad. And so much so that whenever Suicide Squad got to be more popular, the Thunderbolts comics have also kind of taken that, that vein. But the original concept of Thunderbolts is just the Avengers are gone and so supervillains decide to pretend to be superheroes. They're not contracted by the government to go run missions and do good things with bad people. They're totally just putting on masks and pretending. Yeah. Now, I, have, I haven't read a whole lot of that original Thunderbolts run. I love that run. I've read, I read most, pretty much all of it. I just, I know that like when that first issue came out, Thunderbolts, what is this? And you're reading it. And like the reveal at the end that oh, the superhero God. in charge is really Zemo. That was like, oh my God. Yeah. Reading that when it came out, it was a shock. Because like, it's not just, and it's not just Zemo and tricking a whole bunch of newbies. It's Zemo and the masters of evil. Mm-hmm. Pretending to be new Avengers. Yeah. Pretending to be new characters. Now, so those are a couple different ways they could go with Thunderbolts. I mean, they could, because I mean, we have seen the Contessa, you know, Contessa uh, Valentina recruiting some people, including um, uh, Black, what's her name? The new Black Widow. You are right. Elena. So now it's possible they are working for the government, but that doesn't mean still, I mean, yes, they could do the Suicide Squad route. 
go do these things for us. But just because they're doing that does not mean they're doing it exactly. They could be doing it the thunder, the traditional Thunderbolts way of putting them in new, at least some of the, you know, maybe not Yelena because it's not like she was a villain, but maybe like putting Zemo in a different costume mm-hmm. under a new identity as if anyone else they're doing it with. So it's not just, you know, let's just, I don't know, pick up some of the random ones like Ghost and, uh, you know, I mean, like, you know, the ghost would be running from Ant-Man, you know, the second Ant-Man movie and the ghost running on their ghost costume as called the ghost. They could be called something else. Or they could also, it's not Thunderbolts, but it's close. Did you read uh, Dark Avengers? Yes. They could be doing that. Let's get our team of Avengers that we control. And we know we control them because they're prisoners and we have them under control fully. So when we say we have a Black Widow and we have a whatever they want to call Zemo. This is the official. They want to call him Captain America. This is the official Captain America. Yeah, I remember. The, I remember the scene where Clint Barton is watching the news of uh, Norman and making that announcement. He's like, "Oh my God, it's the freaking Thunderbolts up yeah. there on stage." So yeah, that could totally be. I actually really like that, and I I had not until you said it put together the whole Contessa recruiting people with the idea of. The Thunderbolts, because Contessa is not coming off as a good person Mm-mm. in her appearances, and she has a Captain America too, right? Didn't she go and get? Um... Oh, that's right. Duh, she recruited John Walker. Yeah. So I mean, they could yeah. be competing with Anthony Mackie's Cap, saying, "No, this is the real Captain America," you know. And I mean, for instance, they could, you know, they no, they don't have to make, pretend because everyone knows Natasha died, but like we have Natasha's sister, the new Black Widow. Hmm. Maybe they're doing it that way. That'd be very interesting. That's pretty intriguing. I mean, I don't know. It's the, but I mean, just those are the three most obvious possibilities. Right. I mean, of course, they could just take it easy and just go straight with the Suicide Squad way. Who knows? But I am intrigued to see. In all his decades of publishing history, one event has affected Superman more than any other. Worlds lived, worlds died, and that was only the beginning. Superman was never the same. Presenting Superman in Crisis. Available weekly from January 3rd, 2022 at com. And that's closing out... Phase five. Now, here's the interesting parallel between phase five and phase six. Phase five has the Thunderbolts, which is like a faux Avengers. Yeah. And phase six closes out with Avengers. So I'm just really curious to see how that's all going to go. Yeah. So phase six is a little more vague because there's a couple of movies. There, there was in the things I saw, there were a couple of spots empty. It's it's mostly empty. We. Yeah, we only know three, three movies. Announced. We only know three movies coming out, and that's it. We don't know about TV shows yet. Phase six is launching with finally. It's been eighty-four years. <laughs> Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. November eighth, twenty twenty-four. And after seeing after seeing Reed Richards appear in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I felt like this. Well, they'd already they'd already said they were doing it. 
they'd already uh, even shown the new four logo. Yes. Um, and then seeing him show up in Doctor Strange, we have not been told that's the casting they're going to use for this film, but I really want that to be the casting they use for this film. <laughs> we'll see. We'll also see how they're doing it. Is it going to be a whole modern age Fantastic Four starting over and starting now? Or is it going to be like a period thing? I mean, because they could always do some shenanigans with Doom and they get stuck in, you know, the negative zone and they pop back out 50 years later like Cap. Okay, but why? Well, for one thing, you don't have to keep trying to figure out how to redo the origin. How do we update the origin? Well, you can just use the origin. They were trying to get the space before the commies. I see. Okay. You know, you don't have to completely try to redo it. I mean, that's one of the issues they keep having. I mean, think about Ultimate Fantastic Four, the new Fantastic Four movies. They keep trying to figure out how do we redo this origin because this origin doesn't work now. Yeah, their origin story is very much tied to 1961. Yeah. I mean, certain origins can work at any point. Bruce and Thomas and Martha Wayne can get killed at any year. Right. Superman can be launched to Earth any time. But Captain America needs to be a World War II Exactly. You have to figure out some way to work that out. You know, Spidey can get bit by that spider any year. Doesn't matter. But certain ones are tied. It's, you know, it's like, uh, it's not a year, but it's like, yeah, Black Panther is going to come from the African nation of Wakanda. That, he's tied to that. You can't say he was born and raised in New York City. Well, I would suggest that the redone origins are far from the most difficult aspects of any of the previous Fantastic Four films. So even if they do a a redone origin, something, you know, more modern and either space age or interdimensional or something, it's fine because there are a lot of other choices that need to be made. Well, true. To make this film. Now, the last Fantastic Four film suffered from so much garbage behind the scenes and during production that it's almost like it just shouldn't have happened because there were so many things working against it happening. The previous two Fantastic Four films get a lot of flack, but for pre-MCU films about the Fantastic Four, I think think they work pretty well. I've always been a fan of those two films. They're not not fantastic. They were fine. But, you know, they were enjoyable enough. I saw them when they came out. I enjoyed them enough. I'm like, hey, it could have been I liked, a lot worse. I liked the first one enough to be excited for the second one when it came out. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, for the most part, Marvel, you know, the Marvel stuff has done a pretty good job in, like, figuring out these things. So whatever they figure out for the origin and other things, hopefully they'll do it right. Um, I just – and I think – Andy Leyland will confirm this. I really, really, really want the feeling of family emphasized yes. in this movie. No, agreed. They should not be just a team. Right. That's going to make them different. This is That's what makes them different. And there can be bickering between Johnny and Ben. There needs to be bickering between Johnny and Ben. But at the end of the day, they're brothers. You know, this needs to be a family. And speaking of teams, let's go to the other two mm. movies that were that were announced for Phase Six, coming out on the same year, May second, and then November seventh of twenty twenty five. 
Uh, you want to do the titles? Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. They're not going with Citizen Kang, which I totally would have been down with, but the Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. Now, Kevin Feige has said that they're not doing a lot of films with the title Avengers in them because he really wanted Avengers films to be like the big exclamation points in the course of the storytelling. So the Avengers ended phase one. Yes. And it ended phase two, it ended phase three, but like that was almost too much Avengers. So they've pulled back on it and everything's coming together for these two films. And now we, of course, have no idea who will be in it. But at this Except point, Kang. yeah, well, obviously. But at this point, after after that, I mean, I'm kind of wondering if, like, actually, we had talked about Defenders before. It almost feels like like when they're going to do Avengers movies, I'm almost wondering if Avengers is going to be, like, almost like the Defenders, in which whoever we need is an Avenger. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got these, we got Spider-Man's doing this thing over here, and Ironheart's over here, and Echo's over here, but... When we have the big reality-shaking thing, if the team's going to be Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, Spider-Man, and, you know, Agatha, well, then that's the Avengers. Yeah, this is... The Avengers are not a specific roster who are getting together every second Saturday around an A-shaped table. They are whoever is there and ready to go for the mission and to take down the Force. If you come together on that day, you are an Avenger. So they're they're not going to be rotating chairman every other week, like in the first like, year. <laughs> it's Thor's turn See, to be in charge. Nick, Nick Fury had an idea. It started with an idea. Um, but yeah, but yeah. No, I like that. It kind of goes back to like the Hawkeye speech in Age of Ultron when he talk when he's talking to uh, Wanda. Mm-hmm. It's like you go out there, you're an Avenger. Right. Right. That's just how it works. Like when when the big when the big crap hits, if you're one of the people that are standing up against it and keeping this planet from you know going kablooey, you're an Avenger. Just how it works. And one thing we haven't really talked about is that through all of these projects, there's gonna there's going to be a continued thread of the multiverse. Something is going to the multiverse because a, this is called the multiverse saga. Mm-hmm. And B, the most recent comic book concept called Secret Wars was very much related to the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And Kang is a multi-timeline, multi-versions, multiverse type of character. So I feel like this is all tied together. Now, I kind of got a feeling where we might see multiple multiple versions of Kang based on like what we saw in Loki. Mm-hmm. So do you think we're more likely to see, I mean, it could be anything for all we know, but you think we're more likely to see like Kang, Immortus, Scarlet Centurion, Ramatut, that kind of thing? Or are we going to get like the Council of Cross-Tying Kangs where we get like a whole bunch of different people who are all Kang? Insert the gif of the little girl at the table holding her hands up saying, why not both? There you go. I would all about Council of Cross-Tying Kangs. I'm all about a whole bunch of purple and blue deep sea diving helmets, but also the Kang who tried different names at different points in his life, which is, okay, on the one hand, it's a little bit ridiculous because that was just totally a, you know what? I think I'm just going to have all these different time-traveling bad guys be the same person. For, for, for kicks, why not? In the comics. 
but uh, well, you know, I'm here for different, it. I, I want to see it happen. You have different moods in your life, you know? You're different when you're a teenager than when you're in your 20s and your 40s and 50s, you know, especially if you're living in the, that far in the future. I mean, think about how long we live now compared to, like, oh, 200 years ago. Immortus might be the king he is when he's, like, 190. He's like, all right, I'm middle-aged now. Well, I'm having a midlife crisis. Yeah, Immortus was... I believe Immortus was the last king. Um, I think that's, that's his final form to, to borrow from the Dragon Ball Z. As far uh, as we know. True, as far as we know. We have we have seen him die as Immortus in the comics. And in theory, that's the end of his life. But of course, cross time kings, he can always change things. Well, depends how things have changed since then. But I remember in the Avengers Forever, not the current series, but the original mini. At the end of it, the timelines, because of timeline shenanigans, they actually got split into two different beings. So Kang was no longer destined to be Immortus. Okay, I didn't know that. While Immortus had been Kang, or had been a Kang, the Kang that we, you know, dealt with in all the comics was no longer destined to 100% definitely be Immortus. Gotcha. Even if Immortus is dead, that doesn't mean Kang will be him and die. And, if we can go course. back in time and see the Kang actor as a time-traveling pharaoh with the flying sphinx, I'll be happy. That'd be fun. <laughs> and can Find they cast a teenager look like him blindness. to be... Can they cast a teenager look like him to play Iron Lad? Yes. <laughs> Please, do that next Tuesday. You know, get that done. I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe we have maybe one of those unannounced projects is Young Avengers. I mean, we already have several. We got Kate Bishop. We have we mm-hmm. have a we have a Patriot. We have stat, you know Stinger Stature, whatever her name is going to be by that point. Patriot. Uh, he was that. That was his name. Uh, oh God, I forget his real name. It's uh, Eli Bradley's grandson. Oh, we saw him like on the street. Yeah, he in... was in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay, I did not realize those were the same person. Okay. Yeah, cool. if you read the original Young Avengers series, he was the Patriot character. Yeah, I just had forgotten that connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, hey, why not? And now we have Kang, so we technically have a connection to him. We, I mean, the reveal of Iron Lad being Kang is much better now that we have a Kang. Okay, the MCU boss did reveal that the Fantastic Four movie would be an origin reboot. And we're reading through this article to see if will not, in fact, be another origin story. Okay. A lot of people know the origin story. A lot of people know the basics. How do we take that and bring something they've never seen before? We've set a very high bar for ourselves with bringing that to the screen. It's, Feige says it's kind of like how they just brought Spider-Man in without focusing on the Spider-Man origin because it had already been done twice in recent years at Sony. Um. So yeah, Fantastic Four is not going to have the origin. They are just going to exist. Okay, cool. That that works too. Yeah. I'm fine with that. But yeah, so those are the big phases. But there's also also a couple of animated series coming out that I'm not sure if they're really going to count or not towards the phases. So I know one that's coming out that I felt was sold as part of the MCU, but it's not. Uh, And that's the Spider-Man freshman year. So it, is it definitely it's, it's, announced as not being part, or is it just it's, not said it is? It's definitely announced that it will not have the same continuity. So huh. basically, um, 
young Peter Parker, similar in concept to how he's been treated in the MCU, you know, because that's what people are going to know when they go to watch it. But instead of meeting Tony Stark, he meets Norman Osborn. Hmm. And a lot of the villains that Spider-Man just hasn't fought in his MCU timeline are going to show up in that as his freshman year. And of course our Spider-Man is going off to college. Sure. So a lot of people were wondering how can he be going off to college and not know what a Dr. Octopus is in no way home. If he fought Dr. Octopus his freshman year. Makes sense. And they've already announced the second season for that. Yeah. Sophomore year. Now, caveat. I love myself some Spider-Man cartoons, so I'm sure it's still going to be a great series. And I would, the fact that it's not MCU is not going to discourage me at all from wanting to see it. No, that's fine. Yeah. So also announced. I'm not sure if it's okay. Season two of What If? Yes. Which kind of is part of the MCU because that's where we first saw the evil Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And going along with the whole multiversal theme. I'm totally here for more what if alternate realities feeding into the actual films. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to have it exactly a hundred percent crossing over as in like they, you know, because it's, you know, it's a different thing and it's different universes. So if they never go there, how would they know? But we, I mean, it was like Captain Carter, Captain Carter. Yeah. Was the con- what the if concepts. Captain Carter was in. Yeah. Yeah. Bring yeah. those in. Let that, let that happen. And that's probably not the same Captain Carter we saw in the, in the animated series. But it doesn't matter if it does if it is or not. Oh yeah, I'm like, just saying it's it's, it's they're like in, like what if it's a great way to introduce these concepts and then when they show them like like Captain Carter in the movie, you don't have to you know do a hundred percent origin of her because you already have a t- whole half hour episode about her. Right. You know, gives you more. Or less. So what happened to her here is probably pretty much close. Just it's not going to be this one, especially <laughs> if they want to bring them back. There's also going to be a spinoff of season one of What If, Marvel Zombies. This is hilarious to me because Marvel Zombies, the comic, was also a spinoff of um, multiversal shenanigans in Ultimate Fantastic Four. Yes. So, like, that's just funny. It worked there. Might as well work here. Yep. Yep. And Marvel Zombies, I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's also just a really, really fun concept. Yeah. So, I enjoyed that episode. And I've kind of gotten zombied mm-hmm. out over mm-hmm. the years. But that one, I did enjoy that one. Yeah, The Walking Dead kind of zombied into the ground. Well, because it wasn't but, just Walking know. Dead. We had a whole bunch of other zombies. You know, zombies were huge, so. They were. They were. I, I got a little zombied out. Ten years ago, it was all zombies all the time. Yeah. In fact, when that episode came out, I kind of put off watching it for like a week or so. I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to watch another zombie thing. But I watched it. I was like, OK, this is actually much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You got to have pathos. You got to have something, yeah. you know, real and character driven. it up. I had one other thought just kind of randomly about the Spider-Man cartoon. OK. So the fact that it's, it's not MCU, but it kind of uses the MCU concepts as like a starting point for the storytelling reminds me very much of avengers earth's mightiest heroes Mm. i believe you've seen that series right oh yeah i've seen the whole thing yeah so that when that started the mcu was a baby and we had um yeah we had thor i'm sorry no we had iron man and we had hulk and so those were informing the iron man and hulk from that 
um, cartoon. And I remember that the season one episode, Winters, came out right after the Thor film. Because the Thor film was also going to use the cask of ancient winters, turned out to be a relatively minor plot point in it, but it was there. So just that um, the sort of you know synergy and and uh, parallelism with storytelling, whatever, and the fact that if you have seen the Avengers films, you can go home and watch Avengers cartoons that feel similar. I feel like that's kind of what they're doing with the Spider-Man freshman year. No, I could see that because I mean, yeah, I remember that from Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, where like Iron Man was very much in the Tony's in the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark vein. Yeah, yeah, you know, he was kind of modeled like that. But yeah, so there, I have two other series listed here and other animated series. One I already mentioned, I am Groot. Sorry, yeah, I am Groot. It says features a collection of five original shorts focused on the beloved tree, voiced by Vin Diesel. Shows him growing up and getting into trouble among the stars. Uh, yeah, so it's available to stream on Disney Plus as of August 10th, and a second collection has also been announced. Okay, then, so another run of Iron Groots is coming down the road? Yeah. And then there's one more. X-Men 97. Oh, yeah! Continuing on the 90s X-Men animated series. Which... I mean, in Marvel animated history, the X-Men series is like one of those iconic classics. I mean, it's it is admittedly a little uneven if you go to watch it today, but it was such a huge deal when it was on. And the fact that it's still, you know, 20 years later has such or 30, yeah, almost 30 years later has such a huge fandom. I love that they're continuing it. Yeah, I'm curious to see how they do it. And I mean, are they continuing it as in the next episode, or is it going to be like 15 years or more? Do you know what I mean like? Are we well, I think get that's why expansion? it's called 97. Oh, that makes sense. Duh. It's called 97 because it's going to be this. This, you know, obviously, 25 years later, it's not actually going to be what we would have gotten in 1997, but it's going to continue on as if that were the case. And you know, they've done this in comics. They've done like. Uh, x-men forever and x-factor forever where they like yes. take some creator who like says okay here's a story that can take place right after the end of my run so yeah. it's not really what they would have done if their run had continued but it's because been, they've had time to think about it right right but it sort of like pretends that yeah that's interesting i'm curious i'm here I for mean, it I, I enjoyed it enough i mean i definitely felt like i was watching it like yeah like you could feel I, I, I mean, obviously, it was, it was meant more for a younger age, because, like, I'm watching, like, when it came out, I was, like, 16, 17. So some of the stuff, it's, like, you know, the Phoenix stuff, a lot of it felt a little weaker than the original series. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of funny, because, you know, that book, that, you know, the original Phoenix story comes out in the eight, in, you know, late 70s, early 80s, and it felt like they were able to go further with that than they did with the animated series. Well, so the animated series, yeah, it is, it is aimed for a younger audience. It's, it's simpler. But yeah. That was my first introduction to the X-Men, which is probably true for a lot of people our age. That was, it is. You know, and we actually, I don't know if it was just our watching habits or what, but we didn't get as many episodes, get to see as many episodes actually aired. There's always one of those things like, when is X-Men on? Like, where can we watch it? Yeah. I remember seeing those first 
handful of episodes, probably three or four times on TV. We just never got more. Oh, yeah. See, I watched most of it because still, I mean, there wasn't much else to watch. There wasn't much else, you know, related. It's like, well, this is what we got, so I'll I'll still watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's like I have the X-Men show and I have Batman the MA series, and that's pretty much it. So that's what I'm gonna watch. <laughs> well, I guess at the point you had the tick too. It's you know, I mean it's not Marvel DC, but you know, comic related stuff. You have the tick and turtles. So you watch those because like, well, that's what what else am I gonna watch? Yeah, like they're gonna make an X-Men movie, please. <laughs> Little did we know. I have as much I mean, and really, Iron Man in the movies. Come on. The X-Men film is not that much after the X-Men cartoon. I mean, if if the yeah. next season of that cartoon is going to be 97, the film was 2000. Yeah. As far as films go, that's like the next thing. Oh, yeah. But remember, at that point, like, what did we have otherwise? Like, you know, at that moment, though, like, we had Batman and Robin. So you kind of felt like, well, that's it for these things. I'm not doing these movies for another dev- 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So is that everything? That's everything I know of. All right. It is an exciting time. So, like I said earlier, I've I have not been disliking Phase 4 at all. But I have been feeling like a lack of momentum. And seeing all of this announced definitely gives me a feeling like, okay, there's some direction here. There's some stuff that I'm really excited about, things that are going forward. And um, I'm here for it. Yeah. Now I am a little disappointed that some of the stuff has not start is not that that was originally announced they don't have yet like there is no armor wars because I was really looking forward to seeing Don Cheadle getting his own show. Yeah, and that's probably still happening. Like you said, there's gonna be more announcements on D23, and Phase Six is still a blank slate. Yeah, so I'm hoping because that was actually I'm like I I like him I like him as an actor, and I like him as Rudy, and so I really was hoping to see more of him. Mm-hmm. What are now, some course, other things that have been announced but weren't part of this announcement? I don't recall. Because that wasn't the only one. I feel like there are others. You know what? I'm sure I should have went back and listened to that original episode <laughs> <laughs> to see what we talked about. But I don't remember off the top of my head. So Armor Wars still has a page on the Disney Plus website. Okay. So it's still happening. It's just not been – it was not part of the uh, – um, information given at San Diego. Yeah, it's still listed on IMDb too. But of course, all is listed is one episode and just has Don Cheadle as the only cast. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what else they had announced. So I don't know what else there was. Maybe that was it. But I'm seeing some teaser trailers. Are these real? I don't know. For Armor Wars. It's it's difficult because there's so many fan made fake trailers out there that like wanting to see an actual trailer is hard sometimes. I'm also so I, I'm IMDb under Armor Wars when I went to scroll down it said more like this and it showed like other things like the you know, the other movies coming out and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it says you know so I could see you also might like Ironheart, Echo, Agatha. Mm-hmm. And I, I was scrolling through to see if maybe I saw something else. That would have a page like Armor Wars, but, you know, wasn't listed. And I see something here. I don't know if it's real or fan made or what. It says Stark Industries. Follow Tony Stark and Happy Hogan as they attempt to deal with the daily going on at Stark Industries. 
What what side is that on? It's IMDb. Okay. I have not heard anything about that before, but I guess it's possible. Stark Industries show. Yeah, no idea if it's a real I mean, I can't tell. I mean, yes, the the image for it looks like the all the other Marvel stuff. It's like the blank black, it has the name on it with just the blank back black background with the name on it. But that doesn't yeah, I mean see, I don't see anything on a Google search for that. So I'm going to go with, I don't know why that's on there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was just a, an, an, uh, an idea that. Well, you know, they could be doing, okay. So there was a, um, there were a series of short one shots around the time of Ragnarok called team Thor. Did mm-hmm. you see these? Yeah. Uh, is that the one with him and his roommate? Yeah. So it yes. could be something like, it could be a series of comedic shorts. But uh, I don't think it's going to be an actual production. Yeah, it, it does say in there, maybe maybe that is it, because I'm looking at top, when it says Stark Industries TV miniseries 2022, and it says short comedy drama sci-fi. So maybe they're shorts, maybe it's even unofficial. Oh, I don't know what else there was. I don't know if there's anything else. But maybe we'll find out what happens with, uh, we'll find out after the D23 thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty also, exciting. Oh, I also thought there was supposed to be a, ha- a Halloween special. A Halloween special? I don't know anything about that. Yeah, here we go. It's it's, yeah, it's on IMDb. Untitled Marvel slash Disney Plus Halloween Project. It even has two cast members tied to it. Yes. Laura Donnelly and Gail Garcia Bernal. Because I remember hearing about it that supposedly, oh yeah, and Laura Donnelly is listed as Elsa Bloodstone. A werewolf by night is yeah. one of the things that has been announced. Oh, what? okay. I didn't see anything about that. Then I heard something about werewolf by night, but that's all it is. I just heard people talking about it. Yeah, there was. It was one of those things. that's like, yes, this is being developed. Maybe. Okay. So, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, Marvel's announcements come to pass. So maybe one of the reasons we have not heard more information about these projects is because. They're not willing to like promise yet. True. So we'll see. Marvel Studios hasn't even confirmed Werewolf by Night exists, but I thought I saw something that there was a director tied to it. So I don't know. Um, well, when you type in Werewolf by Night by into IMDb, it does come up with a list of four people in the cast, including Laura Donnelly, Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone. Interesting. Although no, there is no one listed as Werewolf or Jack Russell. Which Halloween is it going to be this year or next year? I don't know. It just says short 2022. Wikipedia says it's going to be this Halloween, this October. So um, like the holiday special, it is supposed to come out this year. They just didn't say anything about it at San Diego. That's weird. But D23, it could be, can we talk more about there? What is D23? When? Yeah. Do you know? Um, September, the second weekend of September. Oh, okay. That must. You know what? I I'm mixing that up when they made the announcements last time at the. Uh, but I think that was like a uh, board meeting or something. Okay. Remember when they made the first time they did those the big thing of announcements? When we did the first episode. Mm-hmm. 
That's why. So I in my head, that's when there was next time the announcements were was like December. And that's why I was confused. Like, well, why would they not announce a Halloween thing? The next time they're doing announcing stuff is around New Year's, you know, Christmas, you know, the you know, the December winter holidays. It's too late to announce what's coming out hollow, you know, two months before. That's true. But no, if it's they're announcing stuff in just a few weeks, then yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So uh, Labor Day weekend is Dragon Con. That's September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. D23 Expo is the next weekend, September 9th and 11th. Okay. I'm curious to see what comes out then. We'll have to do a little reunion, talk about the whatever they say. Time for me to rearrange the schedule again. <laughs> all right. Well, anything else for this then? I think we covered them all. We're almost done with the episode, so it's time to cover the feedback. And this time we're talking about feedback from our last episode, episode 157, bi-weekly-ish, which was part eight of our Wilderness Years coverage, where we talked about Avengers 219, 220, and Captain America Annual 7 with guests Ren Chandler and Michael Bailey. On Facebook, the posts about that episode got likes and shares from Mirko Mackey, Joe Sedano, Noel Tate, Gene Hendricks, Pat Sampson, Ruth Sutherland, and Nicholas Prom. On Twitter, we got likes and retweets from Kang the Conqueror, Daniel Navasund, Doc Strange, Bitches on Comics, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast, Glowing of Iridescent Rainbow Fire, Truth, Justice, and Hope, Viet Nguyen, Alan Sharp, Capes and Lunatics, Trapped in a World, Jason Snick Venable, George Nevis, Chris Lydon, Anti-Wife Equation, Podcasting's Mike Bailey is Prepping for Dragon Con, Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast, Dallas Baumgarten, Karen Walker, Maurice, Stop, Let's Team Up, a comic podcast, Big Bad Voodoo Corey Strode, Into the Night, Leonardo Donar Saracen, Dano underscore Cosmic, Comics in the Golden Age, and Tim Price, the Podcrasher. Now, don't forget, if you still want to hear more from me, you can find me pretty much every week on the L-E-G-I-O-M-P-O-D-Cast. On that show, we talk about the late 80s, early 90s DC sci-fi series, Legion. That is Legion of the Acronym and Lobo, not Legion of Superheroes. And technically, we're not talking about Legion anymore because we've gotten to the follow-up series, Rebels. But close enough. Also, since the last episode has been out, you've been able to find me on two other shows guest starring. First of all, so Peter Rios from the Daily Rios and Eric from Longbox Review have a show they do together. It's You can find it on both their feeds called The Legion Project, in which they talk about the Legion of Superhero series that ran from 1984 to 1989, most commonly known as the Baxter series. And when they do special episodes, they call that Tales of the Legion Project. And they did a Zoom chat with a couple people besides them, including myself, Darren from the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, Murray, who is one of my co-hosts on the Legion Podcast, Legion podcast. Uh, Ed Moore from Teal Productions. He does things like the uh, Lords of Order, which is a Dr. Str- Dr. Fate podcast, and a couple other people. I also was on episode 16 of Trapped in a World, which is a Howard the Duck podcast with Russell and Noel. And so you can find links for all those in the show notes. And thanks to all four of those people for having me on their show. Now, don't forget, you want to hear your name said here, or you have a comment about, well, pretty much anything that we talked about this episode. First of all, you can like and share the posts about the episode on social media. Go to our Facebook page. Just type in Adam Warlock or Thanos in the Facebook search box. It'll pop up. On Twitter, follow us there at Adam Thanos Pod. Go to our Tumblr page. Like the post about the episode there, and I'll comment on that. i got to remember to start doing that, so 
If people like it there, I'll start doing it. Resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. And of course, you can send in an email, resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. And one last thing, this show is part of The Collective. The Collective was started by a few like-minded podcasters who wanted to network in the most traditional sense. It has become a repository for ideas, crossovers, and potential guest appearances, and you can hear a promo for one of the other Collective shows right now. Hey there! Do you like comic books? Do you like superhero TV and movies? Well, come on over and check out the Caves of Lunatics podcast. We have such shows as Capes and Lunatics and Super Connectivity, where we cover everything new and current and popular in the world of superheroes. And we also have episode-by-episode reviews of the Marvel Netflix shows and a monthly discussion of everything current on the DC Comics character Nightwing and a few other surprises all the time. So come join us for the Capes and Lunatics podcast. It's fun time to be a Marvel fan. Yeah, I mean, we always have the comics. It's not, they're not going anywhere. We still have them. Plus all the ones you've have, you know, already bought or have never read. But it's cool to see them all. You know, we've always, I mean, as a kid, I always dreamed of having, you know, TV shows and movies based on these things that we'll watch and now they exist. And not just exist, but I mean, like, they're thriving. Mm-hmm. I mean... And it has inspired a rewatch for me. Like I'm, I'm, I went back and I watched, I rewatched all three Tobey Maguire Spider Mans. I rewatched Iron Man. Incredible Hulk is next, and uh, I went through and made a list of all of the shows, all of the movies, all of the comics. Even can actually read those along the way, which I've read. I've read a lot of them before. Um, Fury's Big Week is a really great prelude story to the Avengers film. If you've never read Fury's Big Week, it's really great. I don't, you know, I really have not read much of the tie-in comics, so I might have to do that at some point. It basically shows how Iron Man 2 and Thor and the Incredible Hulk and the search for Captain America are all basically happening at the same time. That, that's right. That Okay, I, I had heard of it. I thought maybe it was a short, but okay, so it's a comic series. Yeah, it's, it's a eight digital issue comic series. I'm about to check that out. And the other one, I know there's a couple other ones. I might have to check those out too. But, Most yeah. movies have a prelude comic. Go back and look for them. Most of the films do. But yeah, I don't know if I can do a full rewatch. A lot of those other ones, I've between time and also most of those early ones, I've watched so many times. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind just doing a rewatch of some of the stuff I've only seen once. Like a phase three rewatch or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Captain Marvel, you know, Captain Marvel, Eternals. Hawkeye, Black Widow. Oh no, I've seen that one twice at least. But you know, a couple of those I wouldn't mind. You know, rewatching some of that later stuff that I haven't seen as much, so it's not it is ingrained. Like I know that Iron Man movie so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had been a while since I had seen it. Um, I say that like two or three years because we did a special episode for it for Make Us Marvel, like really early on in Make Us Marvel. It's I guess twenty. 20- 18 maybe 2019 that was the last time i had seen it but yeah this is just exciting i mean come on it's one thing to have a captain america movie or spider-man movie but right friggin moon Knight tv show so this episode is coming out in august or september 
This episode should be out, if I'm right, August 14th. Okay, so I should, if anyone out there in listener land is going to be at Dragon Con, I will be at Dragon Con. Um, I am helping with a couple of panels. Uh, Michael Bailey is doing a uh, Image Comics 30th anniversary panel and a Death of Superman 30th anniversary panel. So awesome. I'll be helping him with those. If you want to see me there, feel free to come say hi. And um, I have my weekly Superman podcast, Superman in a Crisis, where I talk about the Crisis on Infinite Earths comics and every story uh, Superman comic that was published at the same time. Because I have read all of the Superman comics leading up to the crisis, and it was my chance to sort of like commemorate that achievement, and uh, I did. And that's coming out every week over yep. at uh, Superman in Crisis on your podcatcher or JohnReadsComics.com. Or just go to the link in the show notes and click, and it'll bring you right to it, people. Yep, and I'm on Twitter too, John Reads Comics. Link for that too. Go click. Go follow. All right. Well, John, thanks again for being on for this special episode. And thanks for having me. Depending on how much they announce, we might do a mini or we might do a full special episode again in September. Uh, sounds like a plan. And don't worry, I'm not done with the Wilderness Year episodes yet, so you also will hear John talking about comics as well. I'm not sure how soon, but I'm, pretty, I'm fairly certain we at least have at least one or two more episodes of him. Yeah. And then I'm looking forward to getting into some 90s. That'll be coming up after that afterwards. All right, everyone, that's it for this time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. And cue the music. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peaceloveproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page.